So I ask, have you ever thought you heard somebody calling your name? I know we all have experience being called and not answering. And most of us have called out children over and over with absolutely no response. Can you remember as a child being told to clean your room or maybe clear the table or possibly do some other chores? Do you remember being young and being told to be home by a certain time? That's one we also chose not to hear. Perhaps as a parent, you told your children to complete a chore or be home by a certain time. As parents, we ask, didn't I tell you? We see it from a totally opposite direction now. And the answer typically is, I didn't hear you say that. Okay, sure, we think to ourselves as we get all fired up. I saw you roll those big old eyes at me. And I know darn well you heard what I said. Having raised two girls, I can testify that the older one never heard me say, clean your room. And the younger one was very hard of hearing when it came time to being told what time to be home at night. In today's reading, we hear about God calling Samuel. The difference is that Samuel did, in fact, answer. As a matter of fact, he answered three times, but each time he was called, he thought it was Eli calling when it was actually God calling to him. I'd like to begin by talking a little bit about Samuel. He was born in 1070 B.C., and he is said to have died in 1012 B.C. He lived during the biblical transition from Judges to the United Kingdom of Israel under King Saul and later under King David. Samuel's father was Elkanah and his mother Hannah. Elkanah had two wives, but he favored Hannah. Hannah, however, had a very difficult time becoming pregnant and bearing a child, which, of course, saddened her greatly as it would any one of us. One day, the family went on a pilgrimage to Shiloh, where Hannah prayed to become pregnant so that she could give birth to a child. In her prayers, she promised God that if she were granted a child, she would dedicate him to God. While she was praying, Eli, who was the priest of Shiloh, overheard her cries and her prayers. He blessed Hannah, and he sent her home. Well, you guessed it. Hannah soon became pregnant and gave birth to a son. According to 1 Samuel, Chapter 1, verse 20, Hannah conceived and bore a son, and in commemoration to God for answering her prayer, she called his name Samuel. For she said, I have asked for him from the Lord. When Samuel was a young boy, Hannah returned to Shiloh, and as promised, she dedicated her son to God. She left him there to be cared for by Eli, a high priest. That's not something most of us can relate to, just bringing your child back to the priest at the local temple and letting him raise him. But the Bible tells us that she returned to Shiloh from time to time to visit her boy. During his life, Samuel is known to have been a judge and a prophet. As a respected judge, he traveled the land settling disputes and implementing justice. Samuel is said to have been the last of the judges and the first of the prophets. During his lifetime, the ruling of Israel changed from judges to kings, and it was Samuel who anointed both King Saul and King David as leaders of Israel. An interesting point, Samuel was such an important prophet that not only is he mentioned in the Bible as a Christian, he is also mentioned in the Quran. He is a known prophet in Judaism and is mentioned in the 5th through 7th books of Antiquities of the Jews, which was written during the 1st century by the Jewish scholar Josephus. This morning's reading, however, focuses on Samuel being called. 
One night, when Samuel was about 12 years old and living in Shiloh with Eli, he heard his name being called. Each time he heard it, he answered. But each time Eli responded, it wasn't me. Basically, like any of us would say to a child who woke us up three times during the night, go back to bed. But the last time Samuel came in and approached Eli, Eli realized it was the Lord who was actually calling Samuel. So he directed the child to answer, saying, Speak, Lord, thy servant heareth. How about you? Have you ever heard your name called? During our lifetimes, we make many decisions, and one decision could change our path. I remember my aunt once told me that a grain of sand could change time. Have you ever felt the need to do something and maybe you don't know why? There have been times that I've been driving someplace but felt compelled to stop. Perhaps I wanted to bring up a piece of cake to bring with me or anything. But when I got on the road and I was finally on my way, I came across an accident. And I took a moment to thank God for the redirection. We all heard stories back on that treacherous day of 9-11 of people who, for whatever reason, didn't go to work downtown that day. Either they were sick, something unexpected kept them home. Whatever the reason, they weren't supposed to be in that place at that specific time. God was directing them and calling them. I knew of one family where the child had an ice skating lesson before school and the mother was sick that morning, so the father had to stay home and take her. It makes you wonder, how do these things happen? We've all heard the expression, we have plans, but God has other plans for us. When Samuel answered God's call, he was told that Eli's sons were acting unjustly and their wickedness would result in the dynasty being destroyed. You see, Eli had two sons, but neither of them followed the priestly ways of their dad. I'm sure it was very difficult for him when Eli asked Samuel, and Samuel had to tell him what God's message said. Sometimes God's words are difficult for us to hear, and at other times they are difficult for us to speak or even follow. In Samuel's case... God's word involved judgment against Eli's sons. In our second reading this morning, John chapter 1, verses 43 to 51, Jesus teaches us that while on his way to Nazareth, he finds Philip and calls to him, follow me. Philip is compelled to follow Christ, and he leaves all else behind, his work, his family, his possessions, and any plans he had for his own future. Can you imagine leaving everyone you know and love and everything that you've worked so hard for behind to follow a stranger? Philip didn't know Jesus at that time, so basically he was a stranger to him, but Philip followed the call. In these readings, we learn two things. One is that God is a true God, and he follows through for us. He answers our prayers when we call upon him. Granted, he may not always answer the way we are hoping, but he answers us. And two, we learn that God calls upon us. The Bible teaches us that all we have to do is call upon the Lord and ask. He will answer us. Isaiah 58 verse 9 tells us that when you call and the Lord will answer you, you will cry for help and he will say, here I am. The important question here is, do we answer when God calls upon us? Psalm 91, verse 15 states, He shall come upon, call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. 
And Isaiah 65, 24 says, And it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer, and while they are yet speaking, I will hear. Some of you might be familiar that a new committee was formed about a year ago. It's called the South Central Cooperative Parish Committee. I know it's a long name. But in short, the committee is trying to work together and help each of our churches grow. It seems that a gentleman, his name is Steve, he's from the church in Sayville, would like to add a Wednesday ministry service for all who might be interested. I don't have all the details, but I know that he needed a projector and a screen to be installed in the church. Apparently, there was some concern by members of his congregation about installing this screen. And he was concerned about that, and he sent out an email. And as a side note, he's inviting musicians and vocalists to join as well. Well, to be honest and transparent, when I received the email, my thought was, how much more can we all do? Personally, Peter and I don't live in the area, and for me to attend a Wednesday evening service is simply overwhelming. But a little while later, I saw a response to Steve's email. It was from Pastor Debbie. Her message was, when you try to implement the things that God asks of you, there is always opposition. You must press on regardless. She continued, please don't let the naysayers stop you from doing what God has told you to do. Well, now it seems that all has come together, and Wednesday evening services will be held in Sable Church at 7 p.m., Everybody is welcome to attend, and anybody who would like more information can just see me after service. I'll be help, happy to help you with that. Timothy 1, verse 9 states, He who hath saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ. You will see, you see, we all call up God, and God hears us when we call him. But the question still remains, do we hear him? when he calls us. We have a pretty small congregation here at Patchogue United Methodist Church, and I'd venture to say that Christ has called upon most of us here, if not all of us. And the good news is we have responded favorably to God's call. You see, there are many intricate parts to keeping this church working so well. It works because of each of you and all that you put into it. This church works because of your dedication and your commitment. We have so many committees and programs that many of us belong to. Some that come to mind are our trustees, our SPRC, the Wesley Dinners, the Food Pantry, Sunday School for the Children, Church Flowers, the Pritch um, Chain Requests, the Treasury, the Video Live Stream, the Choir, and the list goes on. If I missed anybody, and I'm sure I did, I apologize, but I dare not mention names of who the people are that run these because I know I'll leave some off. The point, though, is that we as a church do answer God's call to keep the doors of our beautiful church open to all who want to come and hear God's voice. Let me add also that God does not just call us when he needs us at church. There are many other times that he calls upon us. How many medical professionals do we have here, current or retired? God called them to help others while they were sick or injured. He calls us in many different ways. Perhaps some of you volunteer at programs with elderly or maybe look after a neighbor. 
Perhaps you volunteer with children through their school or sporting teams. Some may question if that is enough, but I say the children are our future and helping them to grow and develop is an important job as well. You may not have the time to volunteer at church right now, but perhaps the time will come. It's all part of God's calling upon you. I'd like to add a quick story before I wrap up. Approximately 15 years ago, my daughter, yes, Rosie, my youngest daughter, the one that didn't hear me when it was time to come home, that one. She was studying abroad in Barcelona with several of her college classmates. Two other moms and I were over there visiting our girls. I was staying at a hotel about two blocks away from Rosie's apartment, and while I was there, she typically wanted to stay in the hotel with me. That is, except for this one particular night, because she was going to take a test the next day, and she needed to study. Well, I went to bed, lights out, doors locked, blinds drawn, and I'm lying there, and I hear a knock. I call out, Ro, is that you? And there was no answer. So I roll over, and I try again to get some sleep when there's a second knock at my door. Again, I call out, Ro, is that you? And there's no answer. And then it happened a third time. This time I got out of bed. I opened the door. I looked down the hall. There was nobody there. So I took the do not disturb sign and I hung it on the doorknob and I went back to bed. And although the knocks on the door stopped, while I was resting, I remember seeing a light shining through the drapes. It wasn't as if somebody was outside with a flashlight or anything like that. It was just a light that was coming through. the. And I lay there still and finally I fell asleep. While I was sleeping that night, I had a dream about a woman that I had worked with. Her name was Marlene. I don't know if anything, an experience like this has happened to anybody else, but I don't know why I had that dream. However, I did read that during that vacation on an email that Marlene had passed away. And I didn't know why she came to me in the dream, but I decided that somebody was speaking to me, and I would pray for Marlene in every church that I entered abroad. I can't tell you that it was Christ calling me, but I often wondered if she needed prayer, so I offered some in her behalf. You see, God calls us when we least expect it, and it's not always easy to hear his word. Often God has plans for us, but we have plans for ourselves and really don't have any desire to change our plans. God, however is a God of surprises, and it is our responsibility to hear the voice that calls out to us and follow his lead. Amen. Patient and wise God, you have called this church into being to serve you in this world by helping others. We rejoice in the many ways we were able to be of help. We offer prayers for each other, for those near and dear to us, for the situations of difficulty and strife in the community and in our world. You hear our voices cry out, and with your eternal compassion, you respond in loving care to each of us. We gather here this day, meeting and greeting each other, celebrating fellowship and friendship, welcoming each other in your name. You remind us that you are always with us. What have we to fear? But we fear far too often the tasks that lie ahead of us. We always want to be assured of the outcome of our efforts. So we ask, help us to trust your guidance and presence, Lord. Help us to remember that there is no time in which we are out of your care. Enable us to be in serving ministry and mission with joy and confidence. Heal our wounds, 
Bind up our bruises and our broken spirits. Put us on a pathway to peace. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.